0: My, oh. I, it, hey, hey! I, I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed that uh, this whole multi-broadcast thing that we're doing for like it's like week two now, right? Week two. This this, uh, this crossing my fingers. I got my fingers crossed to make sure that it, that it goes well. Is it going well?
1: I don't know if they can hear us. I couldn't. I didn't know last time either. Somebody give us a thumbs up in the comments.
0: Can you hear us?
1: Anyone? Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Oh, so how are you doing today, Dan?
0: Ah, uh, well, uh, Joe, I am doing well. It's kind of hot here in Japan, but um, I like to keep things spicy. Uh, and yeah, it's it's so good. Well, that actually, Michael Manos, that was West Saeed. Okay. So, okay. Wu-Tang as well. We'll we'll accept Wu-Tang. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Dan throwing up gang signs, woke up quick at around noon, knew that had to be in Compton soon, you know, all that good stuff. So anyway, um, right. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yes, yes. Everybody can hear us. That's awesome. Awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, um, the last week has been really eventful, uh, as uh, some of you might know, uh, we have been putting out our, uh, catalyst proposals for fund 10 for the Cardano catalyst fund, uh, for all these different cross-chain initiatives. One of them being, uh, uh, being Rosenbridge and may, and as some of you might have, um, uh I've uh, s- seeing we have teamed up with spectrum uh to become launch accelerators for rosenbridge and so what that means is basically we're going to facilitate various things for them so that rosen finally goes mainnet finally gets adopted finally starts getting starts getting used uh for that we're also working on an incentive structure for uh stake operators to become uh uh, to, well, basically you know, validators. Um, there, there's different names for them and Rosen, but essentially they're validators for Rosen on the Cardano side. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this has actually been re- received really well by both communities. We're really happy about that. And, uh, it really will create a really nice, um, uh, new income stream for staple operators, which I think is great, especially in particular in, in, in the current market. Uh, so another one that we worked on or are, are working on is, um, the, um, so basically rapid ecosystem building for underserved commodities, which actually has to do a lot with what we're doing at Zengate, but also it utilizes ergo components for traceability. And so finally, uh, what we're, what we're also offering is an open source version of, the Winter Protocol, which is going to be powering the Palmire Comdex, uh, which basically is a traceability and tokenization protocol built on Ergo, uh, that utilizes and leverages Ergo assets like Ergo NFTs. Um, so yeah, it's really um, you know it's it's, it's really exciting. Um, I we got that has been going on. Um, I, I will have a video up really soon, guys. Uh, just been super busy. Um, still talking to funds, still trying to figure out how to get some more, uh, money on, uh, you know, into the ecosystem. So that's in process. So yeah, a lot doing, you know, a lot is happening.
1: Uh, what about you, Joe? What's going on on your end? Well, I'm still trying to dig my way through all the Ergoversary content, Dan. That was, uh, pretty awesome this last weekend, uh, seeing all the different videos coming out, but I haven't had the bandwidth to digest everything, right? Um so I, I hope those of you that are watching this uh you know had at least some time to tune in, catch some videos or some really neat uh development. I was really happy to see GuapSwap, uh submit a video. Uh, you could look at Glue On, um, you know, the new protocol that uh, Bruno, the character who created age uh, the protocol behind SIG USD is gonna come out with a newer one. Um
0: I like that you call Bruno a character
1: because he is a character. He's a good character, but he definitely yeah. is a character. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of content out. Uh, we had the developer update um, yesterday. I'll be working with CW uh, hopefully tonight to kind of get a recap going for everybody that wants to watch a video and stay up to date on the latest and greatest uh, in the Ergo ecosystem. Um. So yeah, it's it's pretty big. Uh, I don't know. Every, every growth tends to come in phases in blockchain, right? Where you know there's a period where everybody is uh, kind of has their heads down, building pretty intensely, and you know then there's a generally excitement, and then we go through like this wave of uh, kind of innovation. And I you know I think I think that uh, as an, as the whole our ecosystem is moving towards kind of another development wave, right? It's kind of strange that it works like that, but it tends to, where, you know, in parallel, we have a lot of big projects, uh, you know, Duckpools, um, you know, Rosen, uh, a lot of new primitives coming potentially in DeFi, you know, you have something like Crux that's, that's coming out that and hopefully aggregates and you know gives a better user experience. Uh, so a lot to watch a lot to watch and track you know it's kind of beyond my own bandwidth right to stay up to date on everything and I'm the one of the people that tries to stay up to date on everything and keep the community up to date and that's becoming more and more of a jello which is awesome.
0: That, that, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah that, that That's a good thing. And it, it's not that you're slacking off. It's just the ecosystem is getting so big that it's, it, it's impossible for you to keep, keep track of everything. I mean, I can tell you Cardano, you know um, I, I used to, you know, a few, even a couple of years ago, I used to know every single project on Cardano can't say that anymore. Um, just because the ecosystem is so much bigger. Um, yeah, the same with Ergo. I mean, there, there, there will come a time that neither you nor I will be able to name all, all the ergo projects. And not because we're not super involved in the ecosystem, but it's because the ecosystem is so big. There's no way for us to know all the projects. And right. that's a good thing. You know, it's a distributed ecosystem. So it's, it's good. It's good. I'm happy. You know, I'm happy if I'm doing my job and I still can't name all the projects. I'm happy about that. That means the ecosystem has expanded. It means the ecosystem has, you know, has, has as, reached a critical mass, so that, that's, yeah, it's definitely a good thing. Definitely. All right. Let's see. Uh, we got some questions today. Like we usually do. Um, let's see what's a, uh, what's a good, good question to start with. Um, Oh, well, um yeah so Joe um speaking of that character Bruno uh what are your thoughts on Bruno's suggestions of either updating existing USD or use uh gluon uh, W plus minus or leave it as is uh leave it as is and make a completely new stable coin instead what do you
1: think about that Ooh, That's a that's a heavy question. Uh it is that, I'm, we're going to start heavy. Yeah let's let's I guess pick it apart a little bit. Okay so Uh, Number one, gluon is new, right? So I I think that um, the conservative approach would be that it needs to go through a period of battle testing before we get serious and have that uh, discussion. I think long term it's good. You know, people are bringing this up already, but, uh, you know, time is the one thing that tends to show strong designs, right? And uh, so I think that it should go through a period of battle testing. Stability and stability, make sure that it's solid before we seriously consider that. Right. Now, I tend to be somebody who um that leans very heavily on the uh idea of immutability, right? Uh what that means is that uh, you know, sometimes when you Changes the rules mid-game, people get hurt. You also naturally have a, a an attack vector there that uh, could potentially be exploited and create an issue with uh, DeFi protocols. Now, so USD the conception of it, V1, was really messy, right? And so uh, it kind of forced uh, the people involved to, let's just say, react quickly because there was a vulnerability there that uh, was getting... Uh, essentially attacked by um, the bear. Well, I don't know if uh, those of you you know that are around remember that whole saga. So uh, when we, you know, the Ergo team and people uh, that helped build that uh, updated it, we said, okay, well, you know, this is a patch, right? And part of that patch was having governance tokens for SIGUSD. So there is a model. Uh, or at least a a pretty clear path to update it. Now, my personal preference would be that, okay, I I understand, you know, given the history and being around in that process that, you know, it it does kind of make sense to have some governance because it wasn't like something that we could sit down and really think out, um, over the long term. It was, it was reactionary. It was a patch. Right. And, um, Luckily that patch, uh, you know, the update that, uh, was pushed with SIGUSD V2, you know, kind of closed that, uh, attack vector, um, that the bear whale was exploiting. So we do have the ability to update it. And, you know, oddly enough here, I am with a governance token and I'm the guy that's like, eh, you know, I, I don't think that's a wise choice long-term, but, you know, sometimes, uh, you have ideals and then life comes and kicks you in the ass and you kind of have to adapt on the fly. Right? So my personal preference long-term would be, let's be conservative. Let's see how glue on, um, reacts, holds stability. Uh, let it be battle tested. Let's let the community, um, ideally vote in some way. I'm sure that there are a variety of Uh, ideas that can become, you know, that can come up in terms of, uh, let's say large people that have uh, exposure in that protocol, uh, to get their thoughts, because ultimately they're the ones that are the players on the field. And I hate being the guy saying, Hey everybody, you know, we're going to change the rules mid game. Right. Uh, So it would be good to have some, uh, I don't know, some long-term clarity from people that are invested to, you know, say, Hey, this is a possibility. And uh, I would say I've, you know, in in receiving that uh, governance token, my goal was always use it once and then burn it, right? Uh, Put it in something where, um, yeah, it's just no longer accessible. And uh, then move back towards the idea of immutability because, um, you know, having, I guess that governance in, in DeFi protocols can be really, really dangerous. Um, You know, sometimes there's like excessive tinkering and, you know, then you have to ask the question, is that, you know, going to be political or profit driven, or, um, you know, if I can change the rules of the game, why would I not change it in my favor? So I've never been too much of a fan of governance in that type of protocol. Um, But uh, given the history, it is kind of what it is. So hopefully... I'll be able to delete it one day, one way or the other. That's, that's my long-term thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think it got that question pretty good. Uh, hopefully, uh, Augustus Kent is happy with that answer. Augustus always gives us really good questions. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that. Um, okay. So, um, Take a quick one from uh, Bison Buffalo. Can you speak on Ergon relationships with universities? Uh, yeah, so um, so obviously we have a relationship with SWU out of Bangkok, uh, who are gonna be doing the Ergo course. Uh, I am also speaking to several universities right now. One of them um, is uh, w- w- s- several European universities. Um, and later on, probably next month, I'm going to be visiting a couple of, of American universities while I'm in the U S. Um, all of these are aimed to, um, to basically try and incorporate different types of courses into, uh, because SWU is more of a, um, I, I guess, um, trade specific for what SWU does. Um, I would like to see more, uh, business oriented courses and more developer oriented courses. So that's what we're going to be doing, what, what I am going to be doing, uh, in the next couple of months. But as of right now, like I said, there's one relationship with SWU out of Bangkok and another relationship with a very nice accredited, uh, really a well, well-known and accredited university out of, uh, Western Europe. Um, so I'll give you more updates as they come out, as we have things signed. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's go to another one here. Um, okay, here's here's an, a good question. What do you okay? So this is from S Start. What do you think about the recent mem, uh, meme wars? I keep wanting to say mem wars, and I and I, I know it's meme wars. Uh, with pep erg. I, I don't even know how my how am I to pronounce it? Peperg? Is it Pepe Pepe Pepeerg? Pe-berg? I don't know. Anyway, coming on the scene, do you think that meme coins are good, bad for Ergo? Um, okay. So, you know, I guess uh, some people saw my comments during the, you know, the meme coin thing that was happening on Cardano and somewhat on Ergo uh, about, what, a month, two months ago. Um, so are meme coins bad? bad for ergo? No, no, it's it's not. Are they good for ergo? Uh, It's, 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 you know, it's, it's a subjective thing. Um, if it's something that you like, if it's something that is fun for you, then it's good. If it's something where you're thinking that it is going to create generational wealth for you, that's bad. Okay. Um, that, that, that's, that's the whole thing. Um, it's all about how you come into it, right? You can have fun with meme coins well, you can meme it's, it's, you know, they're meme coins. So, you know, do some memes, uh, 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 you know, have fun with that, but you know, don't dump your life savings and not even remotely don't dump your salary into a meme coin thing. That is, it is going to make you rich because chances are really, really high that it'll get you wrecked. And it's really, really stupid. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's good because it gives variety, it gives kind of color to the, to, to the community. And that's cool. I like that. Um, a meme coin can actually have a positive, uh, positive effect on the community. If they, you know, if, if, if they work with the community, um, and do other things besides just, you know, shitpost and then, and then, you know, screw around, but again, that's that's up to each individual team. So again, like I said, it to me, it's subjective. Uh, there are good choices you can make with meme coins. There are bad choices you can make with meme coins. So they can be good and they can be bad for the ecosystem. It just depends on what the culture around the meme coin is and what it's really doing in the ecosystem and to the ecosystem. Because some meme coins are super toxic to an ecosystem, right? Um, there, there have been many meme coins out there that have just been completely toxic and, uh, just basically giving, uh, giving people the opportunity to pump and dump and, uh, you know, and use other people for, for exit liquidity, you know, and there've been some good, there've been some meme coins that are out there just basically having fun and then actually use their, uh, uh, you know, y- y- user, you know, popularity quote unquote for good. Like for example, on Ergo Hosky. Um, started off as just, you know, screwing around and just having a good time. But, uh, he, he, you know, when he kind of got his, his stride, he, he did a lot of good for the ecosystem. You know, he promoted single stake pool operators. He, he, uh, uh, encouraged decentralization. Um, you know, that team, that team did did quite a, quite a bit of good, you know, that team, um, uh, they, you know, they they uh, they encourage even encourage decentralization and 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 uh and incentives for for various single pool operators right now by doing uh, what they call rug pools. So yeah, it, it could have a good uh, good effect on the ecosystem, and it could also have a shitty effect on the ecosystem. So again, it depends. Uh,
1: well, what do you think, Joe? Oh, my general stance on meme coins has always been that uh i don't know know your risks i look at it like a casino uh generally i tend to say i'd rather go to a real casino cuz the drinks are free so my assumption is at least i'll have a good time even if i you know get rugged by the house right um you know meme coins are an interesting uh, i don't know they're they're an interesting uh, like aspect of crypto Um, you know, it's like, okay, well, I guess number one, you have the ability potentially to have like a known auditable supply from Genesis, um, you know, and sometimes even in developed projects, that's a challenge, right? You can have Solana saying, Hey, you know, this is our circulating supply. And then turns out it's not, or. You know, I, I think even like as recent as like last week, Algorand had some, you know, thing where they're like, oh, you know, we miscalculated the amount of coins in circulation, right? Um you know, so that's kind of interesting that there's like a known supply that can be uh I think hot. in the business that's called pulling a Solana. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, then it's like okay, well then you also have um it depends how liquidity comes to market too. Like yeah, there are a lot of projects where you have an inside allocation that's released on a certain schedule. That's not really based on any like practical milestone It's just time-based. So, you know, if you dump some money in a project, you'll get a unlock at a certain time period without necessarily even delivering some anything. And that emission schedule, um, that's oftentimes uh given to seed investors sometimes it you know it outpaces um how supply is released to the public, right so then it's it's kind of like uh insiders have the ability to dump on on the public uh faster than the natural emission schedule and sometimes I scratch my head and say, well, is a meme coin more honest than that right mean, um you know now the one thing that I'm not, the biggest fan of, um, is we tend to live in, I don't know, social media reality where attention seeking is, uh, like whoever makes the most noise gets the most attention. Right. And that mm-hmm. actually really terrible for having uh constructive thought and good discussions in, in the crypto space. Right. It's, it's, you look at a lot of, uh, I don't know, quote unquote influencers in our industry. uh, The main word that comes to my mind is just ridiculous, right? Like if you can be as ridiculous and as loud and as shiny as possible, uh, you get attention and then then attention for some short-term period converts into, uh, you know, I guess some sales in some sense, right? Um, You know, so there's a lot of people that are memes in the crypto space. Um, now, you know, do I take meme wars seriously? No, it's internet drama, right? Like at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's like who's going to want to bite Superman and Batman, right? Well, they're kind of both comics. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't get too emotionally vested in that. You know, are they good or bad? I don't know. I think you can launch a token, uh, where the distribution is at least known and, and relatively fair, and you don't have someone rug. But you know, you can look at like the Ethereum, um, you know, ecosystem. There's a new rug. What every five minutes, right? Then, and, and you know, has that been a net negative for Ethereum? In a way, yes, I think so. I think it's turned a lot of people that potentially. Um, could come into the space and and use the tools that the technology has to offer. Um, But, you know, the clown car keeps moving. And so I, I, with the meme coins, you know, I just say, okay, well, people are gonna, you know, have different risk uh, thresholds and, and what they do, but you know, don't forget you're dealing with something that is a newer form of money. Right. And so, you know, that even though it's sometimes, I don't know, numbers in, in a digital wallet, right? Um, that is something that, you know, you should probably have some risk assessment with and know what you're getting into and make sure you're not, uh, I don't know, investing in that, what you can't afford to lose and just use common sense. But sometimes, you know, in medium land, common sense goes out the window.
0: Sometimes most time,
1: <laughs> most yep. time it goes out the window. Joe, yeah, being it, too kind. It, it reminds me once I logged into Twitter and there was like my full page was NFT projects, like fighting over who's the better NFT. And it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. To be honest, I can't take it too seriously. And the same is true with me more. So I don't know if you're going to have a meme more, keep it above the belt, please. And don't rug each other. Right. That's, some good some good uh, advice
0: uh yeah yeah it's uh yeah i mean it can be a circus uh all right so let's see um we got another question about why no pr but you know what let's uh oh well you know joe we got um uh a, a question or a um, a comment from Quality Extreme, and he says, "Joe, maybe it's a good time to recap your stance and assumptions for everyone watching."
1: No, it's it's just to recognize that um, you know when within these systems there's there's always potential points of failure, right? Um, you can look at that from you know, the network itself to like the security distribution of the network, depending on how it's um, set up. Uh, you know, with meme coins you inherit a brand new set of assumptions you can explore in terms of how it could fail. And I think it's always a good idea to sit down and have, I don't know, uh, I guess I think, uh, try to assess, you know, what you're getting into. Um, you know, I could use the example. One thing that I, I really uh like about the Ergo ecosystem that I think is is unique from well from Genesis is like if you're gonna look at the survivability of a blockchain, uh, you know, you need to look at the long term security incentive if you're here long term anyway. Um, and so you know, for Ergo that has to do with storage rent, demirage. Uh, second uh, is governance because sometimes you hit points where uh you know you're uh, I don't know kind of in in situations where you need to react or have some consensus that follows you and if there's no governance built in it gets messy and in e- ecosystems fracture right and there's a lot of projects that you know the long-term security incentive is let's push out emissions a hundred years and you know our great grandchildren can figure that out uh, And, uh, you know, the governance model is, I don't know, and it's messy, right? Where there's, you know, maybe there's one entity that'll react. And I I guess in, in some way, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not so decentralized in the end because there's no real governance or there is like, at least like when proof of work hash, um, power splitting and then you have Bitcoin gold and Bitcoin cash and Bitcoin this and Bitcoin that, and it gets messy. So, um, you know, in, in, terms of assumptions, it's, it's recognizing risks, right? Um, and whenever you're talking about money and someone says, Hey, this is risk-free, they're lying hundred percent of the time they're lying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know? And so, um, I think knowing your assumptions is about challenging that and looking at risk first and opportunity second, which, you know, let's be honest when you have uh kind of the, a lot of people with very, very short, um, I don't know, focus in terms of time, I want to buy this in a hundred X next week and then sell it and move on to the next thing. And you know, that type of thinking goes out the window, but Uh, When we're looking at like a core protocol development, that's actually really, really important. It's it's kind of part of the ergo manifesto is, okay, we need long-term vision um, to where, in theory, uh, you know, is it sustainable?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, Yeah, I think uh, think Quality Extreme is going to be really happy. Uh, You covered it um okay here's another question uh so what okay so what can the community learn from the hold uh hodl erg failure There was a lucky escape for lots of us due to a good faith community member so joe what can we learn from that
1: well yeah we have to start by thanking crass everybody should uh tip their hat to him so to speak uh You know, from my perspective, okay, I wasn't necessarily involved in Holder, and and to be honest, it was Fourth of July weekend, so I was camping. I came back and and learned this from Alex, like, oops, things got a little messy. Um, From my perspective, one thing you can do is look at history. Okay, Ergo's not been around that long, but, you know, the two issues that uh, have been, uh, let's say, came out, well, one of which was sig USDB one the other one is kind of the initial holder launch had to do with pushing things um, to market around events right and that's the wrong way to build in my opinion um, i know that uh, people get excited and you know you can say uh, let's look at rose as an example you know it's something that's been refined and refactored and you know unit tested and bug tested and so everyone says hey win 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 Right. And and sometimes I think it's best to look at it just like food. It's done when it's done, right? <laughs> now that's not popular. That's not that's not a popular thing to say to people because then I don't know, they want something to be excited about, I guess. But um, I think that the grander lesson there for you know now and for future development on Ergo is that we should go through uh, you know, proper unit testing, proper stress tests, test net um and ignore dates now you know i think that it, w- it would have been totally fine um if uh you know they would have said hey we're building this holder and this is where we are and da, da 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 but you know it's it's fascinating to me anyway that day one you know what's the first thing that tends to happen is everybody jumps in right and so from the user side um i i get that you know the early bird gets the worm right the early worm gets eaten. So balance that. Um, you know, it, but I do think that, uh, getting away from this idea of pushing things based on a arbitrary date is just the wrong way to, to, um, let's say bring things to market. Now uh, it'll get, it'll get refined. Uh, we got very lucky crass stepped in, you know, kind of, Saved everybody, uh, appreciate that. Um, you know, but that long term, I think that's the lesson.
0: So, Joe, um, so maybe a couple some people don't know what happened. So,
1: can you summarize what happened with Hodel Erg? I guess it was an exploit. To be honest, I wasn't that involved. And by the time I got online, um, you know, Crassifus, uh reviewed the contract. On a potential exploit, said hey, I'm gonna white hat it and airdrop everybody's erg back. Um, and then the protocol will become you know a little bit more resilient. Um so uh I guess at the end of the day, um, you know, on the development side, you know, please take your time unit test. Uh, you know, forget about the social pressure and timing and just build things right. And on the user side, there's nothing wrong with with sitting back, giving things a little bit of time and seeing how they respond to being battle tested. So I think there's a lesson for both.
0: Yeah, totally. So, uh, let's see, here's another, um, okay. So, Uh, okay, so this is, uh, I mean, uh, okay, so I'll have you tackle this first, Joe, and then I'll kind of give my, my input on this from more of a commercial side. So here is the question. What are the pros and cons of Ergo or a sidechain of Ergo acting as a scaling solution for Bitcoin compared to approaches such as Lightning Network, WBTC, Ethereum, uh, CKBTC from the Insane Clown Posse, also known as the Internet Computer Protocol, Etc.
1: So, uh, what are the pros and cons, Joe? It depends on the setup. Um, that's, that's a really, really broad question. I would say generally speaking, um, most, um, scaling solutions and, uh, most cross chain solutions come with a trade off and assumptions, right? Where, um, you basically, uh, get less security for greater throughput. You know, you know, you can look at things that uh are built on top of multi-sig assumptions as an example. Um, you know, whatever the threshold set is in that multi-sig is usually a smaller set of actors. Um, you know, but things, you know, you get you get a benefit, right? So there's a trade off there. Uh you can look at like zero knowledge ceremonies that require some kind of trusted setup. It's basically the same thing. Um you know uh one i guess interesting thing you know zero knowledge proofs are fascinating i think that long term uh there will probably be some industry standards but i certainly don't think we're there yet um you know and you can say well you can validate proofs afterwards and potentially dispute but you know at that point problems already happened right and then hopefully it's caught so the general assumption everybody needs to understand with Scaling solutions is, okay, uh, you do get this pro of uh, you know throughput or batching, um, but what is the trade-off? And it's always pretty much uh, the security assumption, right? And leaving layer one, uh, going somewhere else. You know, with side chains, um, okay, you do have a network with kind of its own consensus, but then you have to bridge. Right. And bridging tends to, you get into the same, uh, I guess, trade off where, um, you know, uh, what are the assumptions? And, you know, are you talking about things that are just sending proofs and you know, tends to not end well in, in that, uh, realm. Um, there are a lot of different approaches to scaling. Usually there's a certain set of trade offs, uh, some benefits, uh let's see. I think that as a space it's something that uh we'll definitely uh, see some maturity with in probably the next I don't know, five years, but I think we're also gonna see some failure. You know, and, and then we get into this idea of like, I don't know, let's be the Coinbase roll up, right? Where there's like one validator at the end of the day. Um that's that's a weird situation too because it's kind of like uh, you can't even claim it's like distributed or decentralized, right? It's it's like a weird off chain world that uh, yeah could potentially be its own little regulatory environment. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's not. Depending on how it's used, I don't know. Um, I know that there's always this thinking in the crypto space, like let's be first over the hill, right? And sometimes first over the hill is like first to end up on the end of a spear. Um, we, we always have to go back to that early bird gets the worm, early worm gets eaten idea and say, you know, sometimes it's not a bad idea to hang back. Um, you know, look at the, our own assumptions, what's acceptable for scaling. Um, you know, what what actually, you know, tends to have pretty good assumptions and then learn from everybody else that's, uh, failing or succeeding.
0: I mean, you know, you covered it pretty well. And I mean, actually covered it really well. I mean, just my answer is much easier is much simpler and it's actually pretty much what you said. Uh, what is, uh, what are the pros of any kind of scaling solution, especially well, I mean, ergo is ergo. I mean, that you know, it's, (laughs) It's, uh, it's just good tech. What are the pros of of uh, using any kind of scaling solution for Bitcoin? you can scale Bitcoin. what are the cons of using a scaling solution for Bitcoin? you're using a scaling solution That means you're not going through L1 you're going through L uh, you're, you're basically going through L2 and and, and you got your uh, you know, it, it kind of more attack vectors open up. So, um, the, to, to me, the, just, just, it, it's very clear, uh, not just with ergo, but with, with anything, um, as soon as you get off L one, you open yourself up for attack vectors and or more attack vectors yep. and yeah. Yeah. So it's it just, it's, yeah, it's a trade-off. It's all about the trade-off, um, do you want to go bigger and faster or do you want to go safer? So that's, uh, that's my take on this. All right. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, so let's see. Um, all right, so uh, just a little bit. I was asking the comp- uh, the combination of duck pools and Rosenbridge together could be huge for Ergo. Is there a plan for a marketing push around these? So, um, I mean, Rosen, obviously, yes, because uh, of, but, well, we're you know we're doing all the stuff now. We're uh, we're doing Catalyst. We you know Zingate and and the uh, the EF and. Uh, um, uh, S- uh, spectrum have joined forces to accelerate it, to get it, to get it adopted, to get it rolled out. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there's definitely a plan for marketing out there. I mean, we're, we're going to be marketing it. We're going to be marketing it, um, for, you know, for the Cardano ecosystem and then further, further on to other, uh, EUTXO chains, um, but, um, as far as duck pools or a combination of duck pools, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything like that in, in planned, Is there,
1: Joe? I'm sure, I'm sure there will be. I, you know, it's it's a good, <clears throat> it's a good question, and I think we should almost piggyback on top of uh, the whole uh, situation <laughs> with Holder um, here. That you know, marketing is is great; it's a powerful thing, but the most important thing needs to be that the protocol is sound. Uh, you know, and and that like there's long term use utility value there. Otherwise, it's it's just uh, I don't know one of these things where there's a lot of noise and then it fades. Right, DuckFools has the potential to be very powerful in, in terms of uh, you know getting liquidity and in, into DeFi and bootstrapping that. Uh, and there we go ecosystem, right? Rosen has the ability to open up a lot of opportunity for projects not only on go to um, potentially, kind of circumvent a lot of uh, the centralized players in our space to access uh, liquidity of other chains. Those are both uh, big opportunities, and and I think that definitely uh, you know we should have a conversation about why that's important. But um, you know, we also need to make sure that these things are engineered properly and function first. Um, otherwise, I don't know what was that what was that thing called Pulse Chain. Or you know, they talk for years. Oh, we're gonna, you know.
0: Oh, uh, oh, oh! You, you mean the one that bought all that gaudy freaking yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, designer you know crap
1: for that for that gaudy freaking weirdo? Hey, yeah. We're gonna, you know, uh, <laughs> we're gonna improve Ethereum. Da 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 da. Spent years, a ton of marketing, and then in the end, what is it? Is basically a fork.
0: Yeah, he improved Ethereum for yeah. himself by catching it out and buying garbage with it. That's what he improved. Yeah.
1: Well yeah, so uh, you know, I I get that everybody um I get that everybody loves the idea of a marketing push and rapid growth and I do think that uh, that's coming in our ecosystem if we build things properly. That's the caveat. Otherwise there's no point. And so I I think that it's always important to take a step back and look at the long term. Now we do live in a space where you know, somebody creates the new like panda coin and then you know, it's like everyone's like, "Oh, panda coin." And then it's, it's like, oh, look, it's, I don't know, bear coin or this animal or, you know, Pluto coin or whatever. And it's like a raccoon mentality where it's like, what's the next shiny thing, right? And uh, I get it. I mean, I understand that that side of the market to some degree. But uh, if we're going to say, okay, well, what can duck pools do now or Rosen do now to position itself to where in five years, uh, you know, they had a solid launch, a solid growth plan, and have now, you know, established uh, what they wanted to do, and uh, potentially can expand. I think that's a very different mentality than short term.
0: Yeah, you know, the we we constantly get. I mean, we we had a uh, we had a question today about why aren't we marketing? Well, building is marketing, and when we an, I, I answered this last day, and I answered this, I answered this probably once every couple of AMAs, why is the Ergo Foundation not spending money on marketing? Uh, It's not the Ergo Foundation. I mean, really guys, it's not the Ergo Foundation's uh, job to go out there and buy billboards and put Ergo on buses. The Ergo Foundation is there to govern the ecosystem. The Ergo Foundation is there to promote the development and expansion of core. Um. In a truly I, I... distributed, in the truly distributed ecosystem, I mean, look, um, it, 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 look, the marketing. Yeah, there could be marketing from some from someone in the ecosystem that can basically capitalize on the marketing. Uh, there's marketing from building. I mean, if we keep building, that's marketing. Um, I, I mean, look, I know I keep plugging what we do at Zengate, but Zengate is marketing. Ergo, we're building on Ergo. We're building solutions for the mainstream on Ergo. We're marketing Ergo. Other projects are doing the same thing. Spectrum is doing the same thing. Um, uh, you know, uh, other other projects in the ecosystem are doing the same thing. I mean, that's really marketing. If you put it in front of somebody and say, use this. You know, this, like, use this. In fact, you don't put it in front of somebody, they use it, and then they find out that it runs on Ergo. If they yeah. even care. That's marketing, that's what marketing is. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that, that, that's the way I see it. But, w- but what do you got
1: to say about that, Joe? I tend to look at it as like a set of communication protocols is the core. Right. And so if, if we were to go and say, okay, well, there's some parallel or similarity between, you know, a blockchain and P2P infrastructure and like TCP IP, uh, you know, the internet protocol, how weird would it be if you we were like, let's go put TCP IP on a bus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, I I I remember trying to market ISDN though. Now that's not the same thing, but I saw that on a buzz before ISDN back in like 96 or something.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think that the, the, the best marketing is going to be Mm -hmm. number one, the market, right? Like uh, that usually is uh, where something starts to move and then everyone, you know, then I hate to say that like it catches the raccoon's attention, but it's like, Oh, something shiny, you know, and, uh, it's to get, uh, you know, more traction. But from, from that perspective of looking at it as, okay, it's a set of communication protocols. Um, you know, what internet businesses market, the ones that are, you know, building and leveraging, you know, TCP IP for their own good, you know, and that's kind of exploded on its own. And so most people don't really know or care about the communication protocol in the back end. They just care what they can buy or look at or how they can entertain themselves, yada yada yada. Then I think long term, like uh, if if we're actually going to be a neutral protocol um, from the core, that's the best path forward. You know, I see a lot of just weirdness in the space. Like you know, we're going to sponsor Ergo Drone League or you know some other things that uh, you know, different blockchain foundations do, and I just kind of scratch my head and say, okay. um,
0: yeah. It, you know, I always, and look, uh, you know, I know that people are like, ah, oh, screw this. We need money. We need money. And then they go, you know, I, that we, we get the same criticism with Cardano. Oh, the, you know, Car- the Cardano foundation or IOG should be giving money to projects to build an, uh, on Cardano. It's like, no, they shouldn't. Why, why, well, why, sh- why do they have to give you money to it's it's a distributed ecosystem. It's a decentralized a decentralized ecosystem, not distributed if it was distributed then it that yeah you could have a centralized entity there giving money and making and, and creating creating kingmakers or be, being kingmakers and and creating kings but in, in a truly decentralized ecosystem you, you can't have one centralized entity ruling what they'll happens in the ecosystem like that it, it's ridiculous i uh, i mean it's it's like you know oh well you know we got this and oh that we got polygon labs and they're giving us money it's, i yeah, mean so we, the poor- the core protocol builder is also giving you money to build on the protocol. Uh, oh, hold on, wait, 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 wait. a decentralized pro- core protocol builder or, or a core protocol builder of a decentralized protocol is giving you money to build on the protocol. Uh, yeah. That just sounds like bullshit. Well, uh, there's a lot, lot of that. Like,
1: yeah, let's be honest. Dan, there's a, there's a ton of bullshit in this space. You know, you could look at something like. That's a good example. Luna was a great example uh, it was a stupid fucking idea from Genesis, but it came to market from big players. You know, you look at who seeded that big exchanges. And so what does that do? You know, you get a lot of, uh, let's say attention, you know, you get people that have quote unquote clout and are influencers and they're supposed to know what the hell they're talking about, uh, push it to market. And then I'm sure they got it in very, very cheap. Uh, you know, it became very popular right? and not too many people were saying, okay, well, what are the assumptions here? Right. Mm-hmm. And so then what happens is, well, it kind of went up and then people realize, oops, core assumptions and uh, failure really matter in these systems and everybody gets burned. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's a lot of the times in our industry, technology just doesn't matter. It's, you know, what are the raccoons chasing today?
0: Yeah. What it- well, look, it is it, this whole thing that we still can't like beat out of the industry. And that is the move fast, break things approach of Silicon Valley of the nineties and early two thousands. You know, you can do that with these kinds of ecosystems. You can not do that with these kinds of data systems. Like, like a, you know, like, like a truly decentralized, but like, like Ergo, like Cardano, like one of these blockchains that really are built to be truly decentralized, um to be truly community governed. You can do that. You can't move fast break things. You can't just push it out there and pump and dump the thing and expect the thing not to blow up, you know, or or you can go out there and, you know, create some fake bullshit ecosystem, like, and you know which ones I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about Solana. I'm not even talking about, you know, like, uh, uh, avalanche or any other VC. I'm talking about, look, you you know, the ones I'm talking about out there that these VC coins that basically it's like weekend at Bernie's, you know, all of a sudden this coin that no one has heard of appears on the top 50 and they got like a billion dollar market cap and they got, you know, and then they have all these infographic shredders like, Oh, look, look, we got 50. Thousand projects building on our ecosystem is like, oh, we've got all these different NFT projects. You're like, oh, we got all these different like DApps and stuff. Like, from where you guys just started? How the hell did you get a hundred DApps built already on your ecosystem? It's complete bullshit. You can't buy an ecosystem. You can't buy decentralization. It's... It, it...
1: That's that's popular because a lot of the times the I mean call it what it is a lot of the times the tokenomics are structured to where, um you know whoever is there first benefits, um you know and so you you know if I started a network and I said hey, you know major exchanges I've got this much for market making and marketing in my budget, and I can give you an allocation and you can be a validator and. You know, potentially, you know, get first money and continue to earn first money for you know, a long time. A lot of the times they look at that and they're like, wow, uh, you know, that could be profitable. They don't really care about the tech. It is what it is.
0: Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. You know, if you don't care about the tech and if it is what it is, sooner or later, things are going to blow up on you because you're not baking cookies. You know, even when you're baking cookies, you don't want stuff to blow up on you. But especially if you're, if you're, if you're handling millions and billions of dollars and people's livelihoods, you don't want that shit to blow up on you even more.
1: You know, I I hate to say it, but I've, I've, I've had these conversations even with, with, with with people at exchanges, they're like, well, the long-term assumption is this isn't going to be worth anything, but it's fun. It's sexy. And right now there's volume.
0: Uh, uh, Yeah, there's volume. That's exactly it. Because the bottom line here is, is look, I see this on, 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 social media all the time, people, you know, trying to ping, you know, exchanges, ping Kraken. It's like, well, why don't you list Ergo? You know, we got this and we got this and we got this. Look, you know, I dealt with exchanges. Joe dealt, dealt with exchanges. I mean, I hate to break everybody's heart, but 99.9% of these exchanges, not all of them, but most of them don't give a shit about anything that we've built. Nothing. All they care about is how much money they can make on transactions and how much money you're going to pay them up front to list your coin. Yeah, well, and, and that's it. And that's it. That that's all. That's all. Really, there is for centralized exchanges. I
1: would. Well, I. I it puts a weird. I, I when the crypto started, right? Exchanges built around Bitcoin. Okay. That, I mean, they built around Bitcoin now projects are supposed to build around exchanges and I, and I think that that in and of itself is a very unhealthy development for for like the quality of this industry just full stop um now it is true there's a lot of projects out there that you know traders have been kind of trained to love uh volume and you can look out there and say okay well within 2% of the float of their cap um you know you have X amount of dollars, let's say 20,000, let's say a hundred thousand. And somehow they're turning over, you know, a hundred million dollars of volume a day. So, so something's a little funny there. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a ton of wash trading, unfortunately, in the crypto yeah, space.
0: There's a there's hundred million dollars of volume, but there's seven transactions in the Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> what?
1: Um, that's true. I mean, the, the, a lot of the times, you know, metrics can be uh, influenced. And a lot of the times they are influenced just because, you know, it, it's almost like a prerequisite for doing business because guess who is sitting in the middle, taking a maker taker fee exchanges. Right. And they say, Hey, if you want to, you know, uh, come into our platform, you have to guarantee us a certain amount of trading volume. Well, how can you do that in an or- organic market? Right. If you, uh, you know, you can't. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, again. I
0: like, 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 uh, you know, what, what are you going to do? Stand there over everybody's shoulders, like, okay, come on, come on, buy it, buy it, buy, it, sell, buy, it, sell, buy, it, sell. Come on, buy, sell, buy, it, sell. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Cool. Is that what you're going to do? I mean, that, that, that's the thing. You know, like these guys, yeah, and and you know, we're speaking for personal experience. Uh, we're like, oh, well, you have to have this amount of volume. Uh, yeah let's let me pull that right out of my ass like how are you supposed to do that without faking it you know, if it's there it's
1: there if it's not
0: there it's not there you
1: know is, that's to say that you know the next day it's not and well then, then that's the
0: thing. thing and that's the thing I mean yeah we have organic volume but what happens in a bear market with a smaller ecosystem like ours is that like yeah one day it's popping the next day it's kind of dead and it happens and it's okay you know it's it's fine. It doesn't always have to be a party, but you know, you, you, you can't, you can't be sitting out there and think, Oh, well, you, you know, today your, your volume was really bad. I don't know. Might have to charge you this much money because you're just like, you didn't just like, yeah, screw you. Okay. Like it's just like, we're not a VC chain. You know, we don't have unlimited funds coming out of our assets. It's, it is what it is. It's an organic, it's an organic decentralized ecosystem. And if that's nope. not what you're supporting, if that's not what you're supporting and you're saying that you're, you're, you're in this industry and you're that's not what you're supporting, you're a problem in this industry.
1: Full no, stop. I think that, uh, I think that at the end of the day, people need to know their assumptions and pick their own pro risk profiles. Right. And if people want to do DeGen stuff, it's not my business. That's the beauty of decentralization. It's just not my business. I'll sit there and I'll watch. And, you know, good luck. Um, when it comes to exchanges, same thing, like there's risk assumptions that everybody needs to know. If you look at, um, you know, a lot of the changes that, you know, people have kind of seen in the last two years, same thing. It uh, There are a lot of different risk assumptions that you're inheriting, try to know what they are, try to understand them, try to protect yourself. If you want to go full degen, you know, I hope the dice roll your way but you know it's also dangerous, but you know, good luck. Have fun. It's crypto, baby. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is crypto. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to leave it all for this, this week. Um, it is crypto. Oh, and, and, and listen, I actually have this one last question that, um, that, uh, that that I was asked and by Scott Hennessy and Dan, what shampoo do you use? And I'll tell you, I use the one that my wife leaves alone after she goes through all the stuff and hides it everywhere. I don't even know. I don't even know why. I don't even know why. I come into the 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 the, the shower and like half of my stuff is missing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what she does with it. So whatever I have available. Head like and shoulders to. if I can, but, but sometimes it's just like whatever I have available. I, I'm, I'm in there. I need to wash up. I need to go to the office and then I don't have time to spend 30 minutes looking for my shampoo.
1: Married life. What are you going to do? Yep. Michael Manos says an al- alcohol is technically a solution. Technically true. Yeah. Technically it is a
0: solution for everything. Technically.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> Anyway. All right, everybody. Well, Thanks for joining us this week and thanks for all the great questions. And so of course, uh, next week, same time, same channel, same YouTube channel that is. And so until then we will see you. And thanks for watching. Have a good day or night or whatever.
1: Yeah. Be well, everybody.